witches! Welcome to the Witch the Vote podcast with Paige and Erica. I'm Paige. I'm Erica. We're so excited for this episode with our special guest. We think y'all will really like it too. And apparently y'all like us already uh, because a lot of you have left us reviews and ratings and we really, really appreciate it because as we're going to talk about more in this episode, um, it's important to get other people involved and listening and motivated. So thank you so much for answering that call to action. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, We definitely have a treat for you today. I have been internally squealing, just thinking about recording this episode for weeks. We have the amazing uh, Grace Harrington Murdoch, astrologer and healer here. Grace is a good friend and just incredible encyclopedia of witchy new age related um, knowledge. And so we're going to be picking her brain about um, the astro weather of election day this year, what it looks like, uh, what the stars and the planets are doing on uh, November 3rd, 2020. And then we're going to talk about um, the birth charts of the top three Democratic candidates, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden. And we're even going to talk a little bit about the birth chart of um, the head lizard person in charge, <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this chat um, if you are into astrology or even if you aren't. And uh, we won't waste any more time. Let's get to our interview with Grace Harrington Murdoch. So, Grace, there's a lot to talk about today, so why don't we just dive right in? I mean, what's our what's our astro weather forecast for 2020? Well, there's so much happening right now. Um, also, happy eclipse weekend, everybody, because oh, we happy just had eclipse. our eclipse. And today's a really big day because Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn together. They're exactly conjoined today. And this is going to happen a number of times during this year, including during the election. And so it's a really big time for social change, especially around transforming the structures and foundations upon which we're built. Right well, now. that's what we like to hear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's it's a big time. Um, and as I was looking at the election chart, I was noticing a lot of um, things that could have some pros and cons to them that I thought we could get ready for as well. And so I'm really glad to be here to talk about some of that too. Yeah, we're really excited. So do you want to dive into the sort of the astro weather of like the day of the election? Yeah, I would love Which to. is, what is the date? So it's November 3rd, okay. 2020. And it was, yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> as usual. And um, it's during Scorpio season. So election day usually falls during Scorpio season. So we know there's going to be a transformation um, happening. But, you know, there's something that I noticed was that there's a few planets that are retrograde that day. Mm. Um, so we've got Mercury is actually just coming out of retrograde that day. So it'll still be in its shadow period. And then Mars is retrograde, Uranus, and Neptune. And the three that I kind of wanted to focus on more were Mercury, Mars, and Uranus. Um, so, cool. because those are the biggest. But And for um, our listeners who might not be as versed in astrology, um, what does retrograde mean? So it's when the planets are appearing to move backwards in the sky. It's sort of like when you're pulling out of a parking spot and the car next to you can look like it's going backwards while you're going Oh my forwards. God, what a great example. <laughs> what a great visual. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what's happening there. And, and when planets go retrograde, there's sort of um, in an inversion of their energies. And so we're... Um, they're not going in total forward motion. And so their energies are a little bit reversed. And um, each planet has a different characteristic or quality involved in that that I'm happy to 
talk about. So like Mercury in mm-hmm. retrograde, so it always gets associated with like kind of um, maybe like miscommunications mm-hmm. since Mercury is the planet that deals with communications as a Gemini with a Mercury in Gemini, <laughs> Mercury in retrograde. I was born during Mer- Mercury in retrograde though, so yeah. I feel like it makes it a little bit easier, but it definitely hits me hard. And then like technological mm-hmm. hiccups, right? Because Mercury always also kind of um, runs technology and and stuff like that right exactly yeah so you know technological hiccups miscommunications depending on where it falls in your chart you know the miscommunications could be happening with your partner they could be happening at work they could be happening in all different areas of your life um and yeah you can have you know computer glitches or phone glitches or car glitches you know um it just really depends you know and So in this context of like it being on election day, that Mercury is just going to start coming out of retrograde. So what do you, what does that um, portend? Yeah. (laughs) That's a great word. That's the word, right? Okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So, you know, there's a little bit of a, a glimmering hope there that, you know, maybe it won't be as intense with some of these technological glitches that we could have experienced in the heat of Mercury retrograde. But I still think that we need to be extra thoughtful during this time about having sort of backup plans, you know, um, some positive notes in Mercury retrograde is that we might be more thoughtful collectively during this time because Mercury kind of brings you more inward. It makes you think about things a little bit more deeply. So my hope is that collectively we'll be, you know, we'll be moving into a more deeper inward state. Um, And it can also help us make uh, wiser decisions because our memory can also get enhanced during this time. So that's kind of a nice pro. Um, Love that. Yeah. And then you can also find lost things um, during Mercury retrograde. So if you've lost lost democracy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, great. Yeah. So those, (laughs) So those are some of the things that are, you know, more positive but cons you know there there might be some tech glitches at the polls you know we might expect some of this type of thing there might need to be some recounts um you know if you have trouble getting there to the polls you might want to have a secondary plan Mm -hmm. um you know whether that's you know thinking like oh I can just take an uber you know you forget you can do these types of things sometimes or maybe a friend can give you a ride um I think it's good to have some backup plans especially for those of you that are really passionate about this election Um, and I wonder if That also means for voter suppression, which is such a problem in this country, especially we're already seeing mass voter purges that are kind of being ignored Mm -hmm. by the media because there's everything else going on. Um, But I I wonder if that's something to be extra conscious about, too, Um, those of us who aren't in danger of being disenfranchised at the polls need to have an extra lookout for people who might be and probably will be. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, even um, with the Salem elections and Paige, I know you've been talking a lot about that and, you know, um, there being like only one vote to separate one person from winning and one person from losing. And then there's been a lawsuit about that. Um, And so, you know, about somebody signing it with their name that's not on their ID. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but. um, (laughs) Oh, don't even get us started. Honestly, (laughs) that's a whole other podcast at this point. (laughs) That's a whole other app. Okay. But I was thinking that, you know, just having your ID matching your, the name that you sign when you, Mm. when you vote is probably a positive thing to do right now based off of that story. For example, if your name is Elizabeth, (laughs) don't sign it Liz because maybe some draconian like <laughs> bylaw of elections wherever you live will we'll just... say that your vote doesn't count. I mean, I think that's really smart. I think that there's there might be some to to remind folks because I think that there will definitely be some foreign interference in this election um which, you know, will have limited ability to like deal with, but 
these little things that we can make sure that our votes are going to count, which, you know, yeah, again, like making sure you're going to the right polling place, making sure your name matches your ID, just anything that they could, you know, potentially um, not count your vote for. Um, we need to be really, it seems like the uh, astrology is telling us we need to be really conscious of uh, making sure all of our I's are dotted and T's are crossed and stuff like that. Yes, Is that true? exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing like the Be Prepared song by Lion King for some reason. <laughs> 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 awesome. Just being really prepared, I think, is really smart for Mercury retrograde yeah. anyway. And, and we can't really, you know, fix if there's any technological glitches, but we right. can definitely send intention that things go smoother. So totally. Um, yeah. It feels kind of cool too that, I mean, ultimately our goal for this election is to unseat Donald Trump by any means necessary, pretty much. So it feels kind of cool that Mercury, who is also the ruler of commerce, would be in retrograde during this time because mm. Trump is, if nothing else, a business, a, a really bad one, but a businessman. Um, so maybe that could work in our favor too mm. if we're making the appropriate offerings to business daddy <laughs> up yeah, in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great point, Paige. I love thinking about that. Yeah. And even, you know, even with the Mars retrograde, there's a little bit of a reversal of energies here too along I that I was thinking vein. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk more about the Mars okay. retrograde? Okay. Definitely. So, you know, with Mars retrograde, you know, at first I was thinking, oh gosh, are people going to be motivated? You know, that's my main concern with Mars retrograde. Are we going to have the energy to actually get out there and show up? Because when Mars is retrograde, you can feel kind of more like the universe is giving you a rest and it's giving you a break. And you want to be able to rest during that time. But also, it's a really important time to be inspired and to take action. But, you know, in in what you were talking about, Paige, I feel like um, people are less aggressive during Mars retrograde. And with Mars ruling Trump's ascendant, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit, like, I feel like that reversal of that aggressive energy actually might work in our favor, too. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's beautiful. Because Mars was the god of war, right? Exactly. So yeah, I'm all for like a reverse war. Yes. (laughs) Totally. Me too. I like the reverse war. A, yeah. a, a, a war reversal spell. Go vote in the 2020 election. There you go. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah. easy. Yeah. So, you know, I think when I was thinking about like, you know, what's like a remedy, you know, for like Mars retrograde in the election for you and A, get lots of rest before the election, you know, make mm-hmm. sure you're really like rested up. But also be spending time with people who get you jazzed, like who get you motivated and make you feel like you want to make a difference. You know, if, if you're around a lot of draining people in general during that time, it's not great. So you want to be thinking about who's like, um, who's lifting you up, you know, and literally, you know, maybe like who can give you a ride if you need a ride to the polls or um, how can you get there? How can you map this out, you know? And that was something I was really thinking about is just, you know, figuring out where your polling place is long beforehand and really having multiple ways of getting there, you know, and yeah. that'd be great. So yeah. I'm hearing that we need to have a witch the vote election party before this happens mm, and okay. get everybody in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Get everybody amped up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah, and, you know, Uranus is also going to be retrograde during that time, and Uranus really rules political action, so, and we just came out of Uranus retrograde right now, so it it came out on the um, eclipse on Friday, so we're starting to feel this forward momentum and it's funny that we're here today and we're talking about this. Like there's a forward momentum and an action taking that starts to happen when Uranus goes direct. It's like, 
you kind of magically sync up with how you're there to help the collective when you're concerned with that kind of thing. When it's indirect, you're kind of wondering, what's my role? You know, what community am I meant to be involved in? How am I meant to make a difference? And so you're kind of in this thinking process. And, you know, again, thinking doesn't equate to action. So we need to... um, we need to be around people that remind us of what we're here to do. And when does Uranus go retrograde again? How um, close to the election? So I believe it might be a couple months before, but I need okay. to double check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be in, cause mm-hmm. it stays in retrograde for months. Five. Yeah. Yeah. How long? Five months. Five yeah. months. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so it's there for a while and you know, we experience it every year. So it's not quite as drastic as these kind of, I feel like the minor planets are a little bit stronger um, sometimes for us because they're closer to right. our inner planets, but the the outer ones still do affect us. And I've definitely felt that momentum kind of kicking up since it's gone direct. You know, I thought, you know, a creative way maybe to kind of deal with this would be to like way before, even now, like now would be a great time to think about like, what are you passionate about when it comes to this? This bigger picture like what are you what's your role in it who's your community how are you taking action and maybe just like post it somewhere you know so that by the time the election hits and we're we're sort of in this this uh, energy we can remind ourselves what what our gifts are what we're here to do and who we're here to help and um, I thought that might be a fun way to just kind of keep it at the forefront of your mind. Um, yeah, I love that. So like if you're a person who has a hard time maybe like staying motivated, this would be the right time to maybe like make an offering to Uranus <laughs> to show you your path mm-hmm. of being able to be of service and uh, in resistance mm-hmm. now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right now. So that you don't pause lose. this and do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that by the time the election comes around, any uh any like lazy feels you're having, you're already you've already got your um your path set. Right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that's it. And you know, it's right now too, it's like all planets are direct until February. So we've got this really big momentum right now. If we can all work together and think about these types of things and put our intentions where they need to be. So like all systems are go basically. Cool. Yeah. 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 There's a few other things I don't know. Yeah. We tell talk about yeah, tell us everything. Two. Okay. All right. So You know, some other things I noticed about the chart, you know, there's an asteroid conjunction that day. I I work a lot with asteroids because they're they're very interesting and you can get really detailed in them. And the sun is joined with Urania that day. And when the sun is with Urania, we want to look out for people who have overinflated egos. Huh. (laughs) Who could that be? I mean, any of them, honestly, (laughs) but... Right, right. So it's kind of like you want to look when you're voting for the person who has a healthy, positive ego, you know, somebody who's not puffing themselves up too much or... Um, even playing themselves down as well. I guess I could go in that direction, but you want to vote for somebody who appears healthy. <laughs> okay. Right. So there, because there's a what a novel idea. Yeah, vote for someone who seems like a sane person. Exactly. Wow. That'd be cool. Clearly, we couldn't do that before. So into that idea. It seems very easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> and yet. Here we are. And yet here we are. Okay. Yeah. Great. So that's one thing. Moon is squaring Neptune that day, which can be a little bit confusing. Again, I think you should get really clear about what your choice is, who you're standing up for, what you're doing. I think that that's going to be really important that day and not to kind of be sidetracked or have the wool pulled over your eyes during that day. So that that's really important. And, you know, the other thing that I noticed, too, is there's a I feel like we're really being called to examine our relationship with the Eastern cultures that day mm. um, because Mercury is joined with the god Shiva and the Hindu god of creation and destruction. And, you know, when it's joined that day and it's also making a really hard aspect to these Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter conjunctions and Capricorn and I feel like there's this tension, right, in the air of can we can we 
welcome in the East that day? Mm. Can we welcome in being there for the whole collective and not try to alienate Eastern cultures, which I think will be very much in the media and trying to polarize us. So so I basically was just thinking like, don't buy into the narratives that creates enemies out of Eastern cultures. I think that's going to be really important that day. And we're going to see sort of a tension between the people who buy into that and the people that don't. Does that make sense? Oh, that Absolutely. Is... Okay. <laughs> I, am, I am riveted. yeah absolutely Mm. Mm -hmm. so those were you know those were some of the big themes that I really noticed that day and I just think like the more action we can take now like right now and and just getting ourselves organized it's gonna we're gonna help have help riding that momentum into that election day Yeah, because, I mean, when we first started talking about wanting to do this episode, um, I remember, Grace, you were a little like, whoa, I I looked at the the forecast for election day and it's it, there's a lot going on right mm-hmm. so and we said save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like you know we always kind of like walk this edge of like being realistic and like dealing with you know, really what we're seeing and like not wanting to like be total doom and gloom and like freak people out. So, you know, I think this is great to be talking about this now and to be talking about how, you know, the astro weather now is really conducive to all of us like getting our activist shit together, basically, right? And so, you know, maybe you're a person who's already pretty clear on, you know, how you're going to vote that day. So you don't need to start making plans, you know, you don't need to like have have this whole like, okay, I really got to figure out who I'm going to, you already know, right? So maybe there's action you can take in your community to help other people, you know, or like you're saying with, you know, Mercury being uh, coming out of retrograde and some of these other things that are going to be happening on that day. Like maybe you can think about how you can help other people mm-hmm. on that day to help other people get to the polls or help other people make sure that they're registered, you know, in the times leading up to the polls, um, whatever, because it does seem like it's going to be a pretty like intense yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I love that idea. That yeah. feels very collaborative. And I think, you know, when I was running a workshop the other day, it was like the one theme, if you can think about this for the entire year, um, and this was given by a Kundalini teacher about the astrology for this year, and I love it, Guru Jagat. And she said, you know, the theme of this year is not about independence or codependence. It's about interdependence, Mm. you know, and I just thought, oh, that just breaks us out of this whole polarity. And how can we come together, like you're saying, Erica, and like work together to help other people get to where they need to go that day if you're already all set and feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So... Anything else about election day specifically, or we, should we get into some of our candidates? I think it would be good to get into the candidates cool. next. Yeah, yeah. So you basically pulled up the birth charts yes. with as much information as we have available to us. Exactly. Of Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. and Joe Biden. Yep. Yep. And DT. And DT. Let's... <laughs> The, let's talk about the Democrats first, and then we'll talk okay. about why it is very important <laughs> to vote DT out, just yes. based on his yes. chart alone. Yes, yes. So you know, I was looking at I was looking at Joe first, um, and we have Joe's birth time. Thankfully, we don't have that for Bernie or Elizabeth. So what's Joe's top three, Um, big three? So Joe's got, well, Joe's a quadruple Scorpio, actually. So Wow. (laughs) Did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. We'll admit. Me neither. Saw like an Aries something for Joe. So when you said that, the image it invoked was just like the cast of Scooby-Doo pulling the mask off the monster and being like, it was old man Biden the whole time. (laughs) My goodness, a quadruple yeah. Scorpio. Interesting. Yeah, he's got Sun, Venus, Mercury, Mars, all in Scorpio. He's got this little Taurus moon and a Sag rising. Most three of his planets are in the Pisces ruled house. Mm. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's the twelfth house, and so Joe's kind of 
ah, he's kind of a softy, you know, you know, the, the 12th house is one of the most spiritual houses of the Zodiac. So when I was looking at that, I said, you know, he's, he's got this very caring kind of spiritual bent to his chart. I, I really felt like he was one of the most empathic of the group. If I were to name that, if I was reading for him, I may even say, Hey, Joe, I think you should maybe be a healer or something like Mm. this. Um, just being a caring person, but he's gone through a lot. The 12th house is also the house of troubles and I I have so many planets in my 12th house just (laughs) sidebar it's it's an intense house yeah and he you know he lost his wife and daughter young and he had to overcome that and he's had some health issues he's had to overcome quite a long time ago too so I'm curious I'm curious about how this is going to play out health wise even for him hopefully he'll be okay obviously but you know there's just definitely he's had to overcome a lot and he probably will continue to have to overcome a lot um but it's given him what I feel in his chart is like a lot of strength, a lot of fortitude, you know, people with a lot of 12th house often develop a lot of strength. You know, politics does show up in his chart for sure. um, And the interest in politics shows up, but he can kind of separate home life and politics. And he has this kind of balancing act that he's doing between the two. So that's kind of nice. But you know, during the election itself, since we have his birth time, we can see some of his transits that are going on. And Saturn and Pluto will both be making a really strong harmony to his career point at the time of the election. So this could bode really well for him actually being able to step into power. Pluto rules our personal power. Saturn rules getting everything organized and feeling like there's momentum when it comes to your career. It's not without struggle with Saturn, but because it's in harmony, there's some things that feel like they could be lining up for him to really step in. Interesting. Um, so yeah, those were some things that I was noticing about him as well. But his, you know, his Uranus-Saturn conjunction, which I believe Liz has too, or no, it was Bernie has that too, um, is definitely a career in politics can be favored with that too. But he could go in other directions if he wanted to as well. Just open it up for you, Joe, if you hear this podcast. Right. right. I feel like all that uh, the Scorpio and, and Pisces also kind of explains but not excuses why he is so touchy-feely without understanding why it's inappropriate. Exactly. Yeah, I was just talking to my husband about this last night and, um, you know, that that 12th house can cause a little bit of a lack of boundaries, right? And understanding boundaries. And Scorpio, I have a Scorpio moon and poor, my poor husband, I tickle him all the time. And, um, and, uh, he hates it. This is is like not the first, second or third time I've heard about Grace liking to tickle people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Um, you know, it's like a little bit common with Joe, but not too much in that regard. So, um, I don't don't know if, I don't know if tickling your husband quite (laughs) qualifies you to be president. Maybe it does. I mean, I think the vibe like I've always gotten from Joe is like, he's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. He wants to be a good guy. He seems like a good dad. I think he'd be like a good father figure to America. But I also think that his time is maybe past Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I mean, I just, I don't think we need like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's the person that we need right now, unfortunately. Like maybe, maybe his trajectory is to step more into a a healer role in whatever that looks like to him and more of a backseat taking kind of responsibility for things that have happened under his voting record and (laughs) um you know and maybe start to understand what his role really is in all this because when it comes down to it we do need everybody even the people that we kind of disagree with we just need to all organize together now urgently because it's an emergency Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i agree i agree yeah, I, I feel that same way um, about him. It's just, I mean, he's got sun with Venus. He's a, he's a lover. He's not a fighter, right. you yeah. know. No, um, I, I think when you said he was a softy, like, I think that's true. And I think that that doesn't, that's not 
like that's that's fine. I mean, soft power. I'm all about that, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's really what we need like more of, right? Mm. But I feel like in terms of like working within our system as it is currently, mm. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know um that he has the I mean, what I really worry about with Biden is just that, like, does he have, like, the vision for, like, the new world that we Mm. really need to create? You know, I think that he, you know, might even be good at working within the system sort of, like, as usual. Yes. But, you know, as witches, we know. We need to tear that whole thing down. Yeah. So, you know, people who are just sort of, like, adept at moving within it actually Mm -hmm. aren't... You know, and I think that's why Hillary Clinton didn't resonate with lots of people. Mm. She still would have been a much better choice for humanity. (laughs) But, you know, it's not that change. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's not. And I don't think it's, you know, and people kind of always want change um, around elections, it seems like. And um, I don't think Biden can represent that really for anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And you could even say, you know, we're entering the Aquarian age uh, and Joe's more in the Piscean age when I look at his chart. And we're kind of trying to come out of that and innovate. Aquarian age is all about innovation and progress and turning things upside down and all of that. So I, I agree completely with you guys about that. Yeah. Cool. So. Who's next? Who's next? You guys want to feel the burn? <laughs> feel the burn. <laughs> okay. So, Please tell me he has a lot of fire in his chart. Well, he does He does have a decent amount of fire in cool. his chart, actually. He's a Virgo, right? Yeah, he's oh, yeah. a Virgo. Yeah. If, Y'all know how um, I feel about Virgos. A grumpy little Virgo. I love it. I love a grumpy Virgo. I love a grumpy Virgo. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Virgo rising, so I feel very aligned. Aligned. Yeah. 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 With, yeah. That, with that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have five planets in the Virgo ruled house. They're not in Virgo, but I just, I love a good Virgo too. Yeah. I felt so much more comfy, cozy in Bernie's energy mm. as soon as I started to look into his chart over Joe's. And um, you know, he is a Virgo sun and he's got his North node, which is, you know, where you're evolving into in this lifetime, also in Virgo joined with his son. So he knows where he's going. He knows what he wants to do. And for those of you that don't know much about Virgo, you know, Virgo's so much about service. It's like, what can I do for humanity? Like they are usually their whole mission is to do something really good for humanity, like in a very high quality way. They do not sacrifice on the quality of what they're looking to do. So he's a lot more practical to me than Joe. He's a lot more down to earth to me. He's also had some spiritual probably experiences in other lifetimes, just going a little bit deeper into his chart. But he's he's looking to bring those experiences down to earth like very much here in the here and now um but he does have some fire uh you know his moon is joined with mars so um in aries so he's got a temper you know um but it's opposite venus so he's like fighting for beauty and he's fighting for truth and he's fighting for justice and you know all the things that we see with him are like you know right off the cuff but i think his anger is what can sort of turn some people off too Mm. i've noticed that that a lot of murmurs about, oh, he's too angry to win, you know, and, but he is angry at a lot of the right things. So I appreciate I mean, it. I don't know how you can't be angry. So yeah. I, mean, I think that makes him really relatable. Right. I mean, to, to people like us anyways, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but. And I also just like flashed to a montage of the current White House occupants Twitter feed. <laughs> like, really? Right. right. Bernie's too angry for you. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, like Trump literally just like started a war for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely always loved Bernie. I think that anybody who has the guts to call themselves a socialist Mm -hmm. in American government for decades and decades Mm and, and, you know, he is someone whose voting record is like so good and Mm -hmm. so aligned with what he preaches and... Um, you know, just in terms of like integrity. And I think, you know, obviously that's one of the reasons he's a really strong candidate is that I think sometimes, you know, for people who maybe aren't in the same kind of like bubble as us, certainly in like the Northeast, 
um, in Massachusetts. You know, it's more about definitely more than just sort of the issues of the day, I think, for some people. It really is about character, right? And Bernie is somebody that you just can't, I guess, aside from the anger thing, but like you can't really question his character because he isn't somebody who like voted for the war in Iraq and then was like, well, just kidding. I hated that war, though, you know, and like, (laughs) I mean, you can see even from his old campaign materials from, you know, his different elections in Vermont. I mean, he's been saying the same things for decades Um, and they're all the things that we're talking about now Mm -hmm. still and he's sort of always been ahead of the curve on Mm -hmm. them I mean I feel similarly about Elizabeth Warren she doesn't have as long of a um, political career to base that off of but yeah so anyway, so I, I feel like that's such a strength with Bernie. And I mean, I think something working against Bernie is actually that he's an old white man. Yes. I <laughs> because I think uh, a lot of people like in our community, I mean, it's a tough call for me. I'm I'm totally split between Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie. And mm-hmm. um, in terms of who I like better, I like them. I think both the same. If we're talking about me personally, which I don't know if we are, we're probably not. But um <laughs> But I think for a lot of people like in this community, but in terms of like thinking about seeing another old white man in that office, it right. isn't as exciting mm-hmm. of a prospect, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I think um, it is still important with so much um, anti-Semitism bubbling up from the the dark corners mm. and shadows too that, you know, it it would be important i think for a jewish man to be able to yeah take that office as well absolutely and like you know hey maybe he can like redeem old white men a little bit for all of us yeah. <laughs> i mean i think he does but i i also think something really smart that he does is you know he does what the republicans have been good at for a long time which is staying on message and really driving that message home Um, Because that's definitely something that like Democrats kind of uh, managed to get their message muddled a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, from the last time he was running he till now, he's really embraced this idea of like, keep it simple, keep it direct, keep it really obvious and just, just drill it home. And, you know, if you watch him, he's saying the exact same things he was saying four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just like really smart. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like letting people know really where he stands and um, yeah. Yeah. staying on message, which I think is really important. Yeah. 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 And his chart really speaks to that directness, you know, with all that Aries energy is just like, here I am, this is who I am. You can't really, you know, have anything in the way of that. And, you know, Virgo is also very practical and down to yeah. earth. And so I think it really reflects that. And I also get the he, sense that he's almost like, I don't even want to be doing this. There just like, isn't anyone else <laughs> <laughs> that I can trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you watched him at the Democratic um, National Convention in 2016 when they're calling all the votes for Hillary and you like watch his face and you can just see he's like look and he's he can just like he's like this isn't gonna work Hmm. this isn't gonna work I mean a lot of people who either abstained from voting in the 2016 elections or actually voted for Trump in the 2016 election were totally on the Bernie vote you know they they we would have would have had Bernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we don't have Bernie's birth time, unfortunately. I would like that. Um also, and but one thing that we can tell is that Jupiter and Pluto will be harmonizing with his north node at the election time. Um so this could bode f- well for a lucky break for him, um, especially with Jupiter aligning with his North Node. Um, and it could be a boost into power for him, too. So there's a possibility that I could see there with Bernie as well, um, even a little bit more than Biden. Oh, um, yeah. great. That yeah. is great news. Great yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> so Cool, cool. Yeah. Should um, we talk about Elizabeth Warren? Sure, yeah. Yeah, let me grab chart. We know you're listening. She is. She's a <laughs> cancer gem, like 
on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah she's zero degrees Cancer. Um, and with Uranus joined exactly with her son, so at zero degrees Cancer as well. So she's very cuspy, has a Gemini feel as well to her. But that Sun Uranus conjunction is really interesting. And, you know, just we'll get to that in a minute. But um, as a Cancer, um, it's kind of nice to see um, a woman who's a Cancer possibly coming into this office because the United States chart is actually um, a sun in Cancer as well. So um, so of all the people, I thought she had the most kind of lined up with that type of energy. And actually, the U.S. is a quadruple Cancer country. (laughs) It's really interesting. We could talk about that another time. (laughs) That tracks, though. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Uranus really rules politics, you know, and so she and DT both have a sun Uranus conjunction. And it's, um, that's when Uranus is within six degrees of a planet or any planet is within six degrees of each other. And with Uranus there, it's politics is like her life force like it's her life's blood like it's really important to her identity and Uranus at its higher octave at its more evolved octave is somebody who's who cares about humanitarianism who wants to shake things up who can who has a good shock factor within them as well um you know you she can keep up with the quips um that DT throws at her which I really love and they have that kind of back and forth And she can surprise him right back um, because she has that same energy within her. But I feel like being a little bit more Cancerian than him, because his is in Gemini, you know, she has a lot of compassion within her as well. And and she's kind of tracked and traced that compassion in a deeper way, obviously, than he has. But, you know, Uranus is really, um, it's really strong when it comes to helping out the community when it's in its highest octave. So when it's in the lower one, which we see with DT, uh, unfortunately, um, you have somebody who's shocking and surprising us all the time, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is just, you know, that they live off of that sort of thing. Like, let's just, you know, suddenly do something that doesn't make any sense. And Uranus rules is, is the backwards planet, right? And so they do things backwards. They do things unconventionally. And when it gets really like not, I don't even know how to say it, like non-evolved. It's, you know, they just enter into this complete, like stubborn sort of, um, I'm going to do it my way and not listen to anybody else. Right. And so that's, that's kind of this contrast we have. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, Elizabeth has uh, a Taurus moon, um, too, which is nice. It gives her that good financial acumen, which, Erica, I know you love that about her. Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. And she's quick. She's smart. You know, she's really, really quick. But the, the most interesting thing I thought for this podcast is that she has a yod in her chart, which is sometimes Ooh. called a witch's hat um, or the finger of God. So um, so that's a very interesting placement. And people with yods have this feeling of like destiny, like they're here to accomplish something really big. Some older astrologers used to call it like this um, faded placement, like they're here to do something really great. And they have this crazy motivation to do it, even at the expense of it could be their family life or their emotional life. They have this drive to accomplish it. And her yod, it's, you know, it looks like this triangular point, like a witch's hat. The the point is the most important part. And her yod points at Jupiter. Um, and Jupiter, if you know much about it, is this planet that's all about generosity. It's all about tolerance. It's all about welcoming diversity um, and, you know, just bringing everybody in. So um, so I thought that that was such a, a cool thing to know about Liz, that she's really going for it. She's not going <laughs> to give up, you know, um, and she has that relentless pursuit um, in this lifetime towards something bigger than herself. So, um, I love that. Was there anything going on with her, like on election day that 
Um, it's tricky because we don't have her birth time. Right. Um, so there's not, there's not a whole lot. She's got some Neptune transits kind of going over her ascendant. If the ascendant is correct here, but again, we don't know. And she's got some stuff going on with Venus. So love life stuff is good for her right now. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot indicating much. Um, okay. that's where I felt like, you know, the yacht is more her internal kind of destiny to achieve something great. Um, and that will be within her. But I, if we had your birth time, Liz, I could go deeper into her transits for sure. Maybe Everybody... Mayor Kim, maybe, maybe Mayor Kim can get us her uh, oh birth time. Gosh. Our best friend, Mayor Kim. <laughs> best friend, Mayor Kimberly Driscoll. Yeah, everybody We email... need you. Tell Liz that the witches of Salem <laughs> need her birth time. Please. Incredible. If you're listening. Everybody email Elizabeth Warren's staffers <laughs> and just casually ask for her birth time. <laughs> Listen, it's really expensive to get your chart done and we're offering to do it for free. Right. Please exactly. just give us your birth time. <laughs> right. 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 I love it. So, so yeah, I mean, I think um, she's got a North Node in Aries, so oh, she's like, like meant to be a trailblazer. Like she's that. meant to kind of you know, go big. She does have quite a bit of Gemini within her as well. And so she's quick. She's smart. She's a good communicator. We can trust that about her. Um, And again, great with financial stuff as well as we know. So um, there's a lot I like about her. And she's like a mama bear, you know? Right. So she'll take care of us, um, which is great. Doesn't that sound... (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a switch. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't we use that for once? Please. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was awesome and informative. Um, Oh, I guess there's one more person to talk about. Yeah. Yikes, McGikes. Here we go. Person in loose quotes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lizard (laughs) being. Monster person. Yeah, it, it, this chart I just want to throw across. It's the sort room. of like it like answers all of the questions about him, right? Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. like, like if you only give astrology, you know, if you only you know pay it two cents worth of your, you know, give it two cents worth of your attention or your belief, this is a place where you can really <laughs> <laughs> test the um the the ability of astrology to to tell us something about our world because Donald Trump has the chart of a full-blown monster. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry to all you other uh January or uh, June 14th people. Yes. Um obviously, you know, the date of your birth only only says one thing, you know, says right. very little about who you actually are. So um, this isn't this isn't an attack on all Gemini, certainly, yeah. and not on all June 14th people. Right. But this chart, this particular person, Lizard, yeah. being, what time was he born? Let's see here, 10.54 a.m. Okay. in Queens, New York, Jamaica Hospital. Yeah, I mean, I think DT has definitely failed at the astrological evolutionary <laughs> path. <laughs> It's like you always want to be like, there's nothing, like we always at the shop, we end up having to tell people all the time, like, there's nothing to be afraid of like with this stuff. But you know, like you can't have, you can't pull a bad tarot card, yeah. you can't have a bad chart, but you can. In yeah. this case. It's all about how you work with it, right? So I feel like if Trump is, which he definitely is, in the shadow side of all of yeah. these aspects, yeah. it really speaks to his lack of self-control, right? Right, which- right we know he has none of. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's it exactly. I mean, somebody else could have pulled out this chart and and gone a different way, but he's... And pointed to all of their accomplishments and said, yeah, this is why you did these great things, but we're able to look at all of the achievements <laughs> <laughs> Trump thinks he's made. And anyways, that was our disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For anybody who may share <laughs> DT's uh, birth chart. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, we talked a little bit about his son with Uranus. um, And so that's a huge piece of his chart. Unpredictable, risky, um, loves the shock factor, doesn't want to play by the rules. And, you know, to add that into like full-blown Gemini, you know, it could be a bit shifty here, um, constantly changing um, 
what he's throwing at us. You know, Uranus, again, it can make you sort of blind to everybody else. It's like your your agenda is the most important agenda. As we know with Liz, it, it can go in a different direction, but he, for him, it, it doesn't. You know, but I think one of the most telling things that I noticed about his chart was that his moon is in Sagittarius, combined with his south node. And the moon and the south node both both rule, you know, sort of what we come in with in this lifetime, like our our tools and things like that, that we come in with. It, it rules our past. And, you know, to have a Sag moon and south node, um, he has a pretty big legacy of self-righteousness, um, really. And the desire to tell people what to do. Um, and this is actually like him going in the wrong direction towards his evolutionary path. <laughs> I mean, and he's go- he just goes there. He just goes there. Like he is stuck in the past in his chart. And Gemini, as we know, and you know, Erica, because you're a beautiful Gemini. Oh. It's, you know, Gemini is all about being open to different viewpoints. You know, it's about being versatile, about being curious about other people. <laughs> Um, other than yourself. And he is, he's totally stuck in that Sag past where he's right, he knows what needs to happen, and he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do and tell people where to go. So he hasn't evolved into the Gemini self, and truly, I feel like. And then he has Mars, you know, on his rising. Um, So he comes off as aggressive, you know, right off the bat, we perceive his aggression. You know, I've never heard somebody say, oh, Trump is like, you know, Trump's a softie or, you know, nobody has ever. He has a calming presence. (laughs) (laughs) Or I trust him in a crisis. (laughs) Right. It's like, what is next? You know, and um, and that Mars just gives him that Um, he's got Leo rising and kind of the shadow aspect of Leo is um, narcissism. Um, And ever since he's been elected, I I just always talk about how much of a narcissist he is. And, and that is, that's truly right there um, on the surface. It's, it's not hard to miss. So, you know, so we've got a lot of these qualities and some, some things to think about with his transits though, coming up because we do know his birth time. So that's great. You know, he's got a Pluto opposite Saturn throughout this year. So this makes it a little bit harder for him to do what he did, you know, when he won the last election. So he's experiencing some massive resistance both internally and externally with Pluto opposite Saturn. These are tough forces kind of coming together. He might be being forced to release things that no longer serve. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he can't be enjoying the presidency at this point. You know, he must be craving his corrupt businessman life of being able to do whatever he wants at any time without having to answer to Congress or, you know, anybody except whoever's still watching um, the whatever his reality show was. Exactly. The Apprentice. The Apprentice. No, I've always thought that about him, that it's like, you don't even want, like, I think it was definitely a surprise to him that he even won. And I think it was like, oh, wait, like, I don't even want this gig, right? But I mean, he's just so power hungry and narcissistic that... You know, and the one thing that like biographers and historians like always say about him is that he's had this lifelong obsession with winning, Mm. right? And that it's not even about whether he wants it or whether it's right. Mm. It's just that he has to win it um, and will do anything Mm. um, to win in any different scenario. Um, So I also think like he is very representative of this sort of like of so many things that are what we're trying to topple right now, right? Toxic masculinity, hyper capitalism, white supremacy, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And it's sort of like, does enjoyment even play a part, play a role in his life at all, right? Mm. Because I think that that's something that like we kind of talk about, you know, self-care as being really revolutionary, um, prioritizing your own, you know, mental health and physical health um, over the needs of capitalism, like all this kind of stuff. It's so funny how he sort of represents the exact opposite of all of that. Mm. And so you're sort of like, I love the idea that he's not even enjoying himself, right now but I'm like 
does he even know how to enjoy himself? Mm. I don't even know. Whatever. I mean, that's well, like right, a total because he's tangent, always but... reaching. Like, he's never comfortable yeah. because he always wants more and more and more. Like, he strikes me as someone who operates from a place of total discomfort, actually, mm-hmm. like, at all times. Like, just somebody who is so not aligned. Mm-hmm. Like, as you're saying, he's yeah. he's devolving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, we all come to Earth, and the point is for all of us to evolve, you right. know, a little bit or a lot. Right. Um, and it's so interesting to think of, like, him as a person who's, like, devolving. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, to have him in that position of authority, you know, arguably over so much of the world um yikes I, yeah i just yeah i mean yeah yeah it's heavy it's heavy <laughs> it's, it's heavy even to look at his chart sometimes Woo. yeah 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 i mean and i that's interesting what you said about the self-care i'm relating that to his venus saturn conjunction because i think of venus with mm. like yummy self-care and it's with saturn you right know? what <laughs> a mismatch yeah what a mismatch you know so i see that for sure in his chart and the competitiveness is right there on the surface as well um he's got a lot of hard aspects in his chart too so it's like it is it's a struggle bus of a chart yeah so yeah for the rest of us yeah yeah i mean the thing is if he makes it to this election he's gonna have high confidence in himself when does he not but jupiter is gonna be trining his midheaven and so he's gonna feel like I'm on top of the world, you know, I'm the best, um, like he always does. But he also, I just want you to know he's experiencing massive resistance right now, which I mean, we see that, does obviously. That, and, and, and will that carry through the rest of the year or? Yep. Great. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 That transit goes on for a while. And the midheaven, Jupiter with midheaven goes right about till December. So, you know, there, there could be some luck there for him, but it's more like he's viewing himself as like the cat's meow. And Jupiter and Pluto are actually opposite his career point. So Jupiter again could bring some luck, but Pluto's bringing some opposition there. So you know, I'm not feeling as as optimistic mm-hmm. about that. Or I am feeling optimistic about that. I'm sorry. I okay. spoke wrong. Yeah, I am he feeling, shouldn't optimistic. Be feeling optimistic. He shouldn't be feeling Good. optimistic. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. About that. So so that's a little bit about DT. But that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this all feels very encouraging. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you know, encouraged, but I'm thinking about Mars retrograde I'm thinking about you know I'm just we we gotta you know I mean I'm traumatized we all thought like you know Hillary was was taken at home no problem in 2016 so I just hesitate to get any you know take any comfort in anything but yeah um, we can't take it for granted we can't take it as an excuse to rest definitely but I think it gives us a very clear plan mm -hmm. that if we can discipline ourselves to stick to it and get others to stick to it then yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly sitting pretty yeah. and i think it's like i think i'm definitely feeling this um uranus prograde sort of motivation mm-hmm. let's get it all figured out now let's get our plans in play or, you know start making plans start engaging with our communities um start to strategize, you know, how we can help because, you know, the thing is, uh, and maybe I say this in some type of way for every one of these episodes, but it truly is like what, if all of us who are engaged and thinking people who care about the future of the planet and people and everything, if everybody just shows up to vote, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like this isn't going to be a problem to, you know, to, to, to vote him out Mm -hmm. truly. I mean, Unless it's going to be a problem no matter what, because like Russia is just like, you know, using our uh, electoral system as like Tetris or something, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, which sometimes I kind of feel like, you know, that's happening. Yeah. Everybody just needs to, I think, just feel really motivated. This could be the year, mm. you know, this could really be the year where we say we want, where we set an intention for something yeah. new and yeah. something different. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, I mean, I know the planet is ready for that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the people living on it are too, um, except for Even maybe. the ones who don't know 
they are. Truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, truly, unless you are, like, one of the, like, 100 billionaires, like, hoarding all the wealth and ruining it for everyone, like, it's in your best interest <laughs> right. to, like, get involved with voting Donald Trump out of office. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. I mean. If you want a planet to walk on yeah. and food to eat. And, yeah. And, and I, that was one thing I was noticing about Bernie, too. Just another little thing for him was just him being an Earth sign. I kind of like that for yeah. global warming and, like, having somebody who understands that connection to the planet and to Vermont you know as such uh, an earth conscious state and he just has that running through his veins so something to think about with him as well I agree absolutely yeah is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you think it would be important for the which the vote listeners to hear well one of the things that I was thinking about that is kind of big is that you know we're in this Pluto and Capricorn time and Erica's heard me talk about this for years I was talking about it before the last election and um, we haven't been in this particular time since the American Revolution right so just like put that in your pipe and smoke it for a minute like (laughs) okay here we are in this same type of time and and Pluto and Capricorn was there in the dark ages as well, oh. which is really interesting. You know, it's felt like, you know, we talk about the shadow world. Sometimes we feel like we're in that. Yes, we really are. And, you know, before the last election, I said, you know, the the downside of this is if we vote dictators and, you know, this is really the Pluto and Capricorn gone so wrong. And the light side is that we can have leaders who actually change things from the ground up. That's what we really, mm-hmm. really need. That's the light side. And in a couple of years, we're um, 2023 into 2024, we're going into Pluto and Aquarius. And this is when, the last time this happened, it was sort of like worldwide revolutions were taking place. You know, there, the French Revolution was taking place during that time. Spain declared war on Britain, you know, um, Peter in Russia, Peter the, the Third, great, yeah. yeah, he was assassinated, and then Catherine took over, and she started reaching this height of power. It was this very kind of tumultuous time where the world just sort of broke out in revolution. And before the last election, I I was saying, you know, can we can we learn the easier way this time, right? <laughs> like, can we just choose people that we don't have to revolt against constantly? Like, this is the hard way. We're choosing a really hard way. And I just wanted to, people to be aware that that we're entering really this huge pivotal time in history, and we can, we can choose a different way if we want, you know? So that was the, the last thing I wanted to share. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. Thank you. Okay, so I have one more question for you. So if our listeners wanted to look at their own birth charts and maybe see um, sort of where they were uh, more politically inclined or or um, maybe where they can get excited or involved with some activism, what part of their chart should they look at? That's such a great question. I love it. It's like, where do you find your inner activist in your chart? So I would say to look at your 11th house because the 11th house is ruled by Uranus and Uranus rules things like political action and activism and humanitarianism and helping the community. So you'd want to look at what sign rules that house um, in particular. And then you could get some vantage points as to how you could help um, your community. So for example, let's say you have Pisces ruling the 11th house. That might say that, you know, you're really skilled in your activism at helping out the underdogs of society. So you might want to look for that. If you had something like Taurus, you might be one of those pleasure activists that are teaching us about self-care and really luxuriating in our bodies and connecting to our bodies. You know, we could think about even Gemini, you know, ruling that house and maybe you're the you're the writer, you're the networker, you're the canvasser, you know. Um, there's a lot of different ways to look at that, but the 11th house would be a great place to get a viewpoint of that. And what if you don't have anything in your 11th house? Um, so you'll always have a sign ruling that house. Right. So you could always look to that. And then um, if you don't have, um, or if you want to go a little bit deeper, you could also look at what sign rules your Uranus, because Uranus rules all of the same exact concepts. So you would apply those same models to Uranus as you would to the house. 
Awesome. Cool. And if you don't know where to find your birth chart, um, all you can go to astro.com and um, you just have to know your birthday, birth time, and birthplace. You can still look it up if you don't know your exact birth time, but in order to know your accurate rising sign, you need to know that um, and stuff with transits, right? Yep. And um, your houses will be more accurate if you have the right birth time. Perfect. Yeah. Jenny Nicholas, actually, you can also now go to her website and um, and pull up your chart. Um, oh, cool. And she has some information and stuff. Pro mm. tip. That's a, I think that's a newer development since her book came out. So oh, Jenny yeah. Nicholas is really awesome. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's thank so you so good. much for being here. This was illuminating. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you are listening and maybe you didn't totally understand all of that because, um, you know, it's, uh, Grace is a very, very experienced astrologer. Um, you know, send us an email if you have questions or anything like that. Um, we can definitely direct you to some resources to start learning more about astrology yourself. And then, I mean, Grace is, herself is a fantastic resource. Can you tell everybody where to like find you, how they can, you can read their chart? For them? Yeah, yeah. You could find me at um, www.flowersandstars.org um, or you can just send me an email at grace at flowersandstars.org is the easiest way to reach me. And I would love to support you on your journey. Yeah. And I mean, I've had my chart read by Grace. Um, my wife and I have had our relationship chart oh. read by Grace. Um, so I've taken um, astrology and story, astrological storytelling with Grace. Yeah. And um, it's all, she's an encyclopedia, a true Sagittarius encyclopedia of so much um, incredible knowledge and, and healing. So, uh, so honored to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so awesome to have this opportunity to look at everything and encourage people to get out there and change shit up yes, yes. we'll come back anytime <laughs> thank Definitely. you well thank you grace so much for joining us and bestowing your astro wisdom upon us and thank you witches for listening and hanging out. Um, if you want to hear more about Grace or get in touch with her, we'll put all of her information in the podcast notes as well as Johnny Nichols' site if you want to dig into your chart more. If you uh, want to find us on Instagram, we're at Witch the Vote on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Witch the Vote. And um, you can even shoot us an email at witchthevote at gmail.com. And remember, casting your vote is casting a spell.